2: Hello.
0: I am so excited with who we have on the guests on the show today. I can't even speak. And I'm trying, you know what happens? I get so like fangirly and like hyped that oh my, my voice wants to go like really high pitch. So I'm trying to control it. So, <laughs> so this is what's happening. Anyway, guys, today on the show, we have Tina Asmus, right? It's not Asmus.
2: No, Asmus. Yeah, you thought it.
0: Yeah. I, for some reason, I want to add the extra syllable, but you don't have to. Asmus and she's a mama and memory keeper living in Alaska and you work from home doing patterns illustration and product design under the name life love paper I love it Mm -hmm. so good and uh, you're one of our favorite artists I feel like I've been following you since I knew paper crafting existed and almost everything you make I'm like yep like just just like big hard yep at everything you do Um, and I feel like not only your designs are modern and cool, but they have like a quiet wisdom to them, which I oh. pick up on and love so okay. much. So so excited you're here. I'm talking slow because I feel like if I didn't consciously do that, I would just be like this we going to give it So welcome. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank welcome. you. Yes. So all oh, that sounded correct, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So yeah. Why don't we just jump right into it. Tell us about how you got into illustration and design and how Life Love Paper kind of got started.
2: Um, Well, Life Love Paper was a blog at first. It was sort of a way for me to um, post my scrapbook layouts and talk about how much I didn't like my job and things like that. Um, And then it just kind of snowballed from there. I was always like sketching and doodling I think I did a lot of alternative, like, book art-type things, too, with, like, collage and cutting out, like, vintage images. And then I think it's when, like, the scrapbook companies started to, like, hire – or not hire, but, like, put together design teams for, like, their kits or whatever. That's when I started to, like, take more of an interest in it and take it seriously. So I was – I think I tried to do a couple design teams, like, due to the tryouts. Do you remember when all that was going about? And um, Studio Calico picked me up. And then from there, it was just like, phew, um, I think my love for scrapbooking really took off. Um, but it wasn't until later that I started to do graphic design. I think I was wanting to like do specific things for my own scrapbooks. And then I would create some things. I had no idea how to do Illustrator or any of that. I think I was just all through Photoshop Mm -hmm. because at the time I was doing photography I was dabbling in like family and portrait photography that didn't work out but I had an understanding of Photoshop so I would do things in there um and then Studio Calico was like well we want to pick up some of those designs I'm like oh okay great It was just like a casual thing and then from there I think I just kept dabbling in it more and then my friend Jamaica Jamaica Agile. Yeah. She's the one that actually taught me Illustrator, so big shout out to her. Um, she was so patient and kind and walked me through a lot of that, and then it was just me practicing, and then after I got comfortable with that, then I started to do more and more designing um, with Studio Calico, and then I think, I'm not sure if I was on their design team, not like, their like scrapbook design team, mm-hmm. and then then they hired me to be a graphic designer after that. So it was probably like four or five years, I think. I don't know the exact timeline, but that's when it really took off for me as far as graphic design and illustration. So,
0: what was your job when you were blogging that you didn't like it?
2: Oh, it was just a boring nine to five office job. I think I was just like punching in numbers and it was, um, I don't really know what the, how to explain the company. In Alaska, a lot of you know our shipments come on the boat And then we warehouse it, and then we take it to the stores. So we were like the middleman for like down in the States to the stores up here. So I would be on the computer all day just doing mindless things. So, yeah.
1: I totally get why you would want to be designing and touching paper
2: all day. Um, I couldn't wait. It was like that was a time where I could not wait to get off work, to go home, to dig through my scrapbook and stuff, and, and yeah, do all that. So... I think that you have a very
1: distinctive style and i think that it's evolved over the years yeah i'd love to know where you find your inspiration
2: ooh um i think well a lot of well i mean are we talking like scrapbook style wise or like all over the what? place
1: um, i mean it could oh. be like you know the goodyear blimp <laughs>
2: I don't um, know how anyone
1: would be inspired by that but
2: well of course like flowers flowers are yeah. like a huge inspiration to me um especially in the last couple of years since like that's gotten to be such a big thing as like flower arranging and everything I follow so many flower designers or floral Who are your designers favorite
1: flower designers
2: I think it's heart floral I think she's based in Oregon um just a bunch of random like flower even flag flower growers I think farm girl flowers I follow her Mm -hmm. I think she's in Canada just like I love the shapes of flowers so when I look at a flower I'll look at a particular shape and then I'll want to like blot it with paint on my paper or even like cut out the shape I get a lot of inspiration from that and plants Um, I also get a lot of inspiration from like if you can see children's books (laughs)
0: like
2: I collect vintage children's books and I love looking at the illustrations, the textures, everything they did before the digital age just totally blows my mind. So I'm always like trying to figure out like, how did they create that texture without doing you know, doing it through Photoshop. Right. You know, so it's, um, that's a huge inspiration to me. And I think just getting older and trying to like simplify things has been an inspiration. It's like, I don't want so much stuff like before I was happy with getting a new kit every month and like trying to do something Mm -hmm. with it. Right. But now I'm like, slow down. Let's see what I have. Cause I don't think I need 20 different stamps to say today on it. (laughs) So that's kind of, and kind of inspired me to like scale back and and simplify and use what I have. So.
1: Well, I think that's something that we can talk about like a little bit more right now Mm -hmm. is we've all kind of been joking for, you know, the last 10 years of, well, we all have enough stuff that, you know, if they stopped making scrapbook supplies forever, we could sit in our houses and scrapbook forever. Right. <laughs>
0: With just the stuff we
1: have. Totally. What are a few of your favorite supplies that you could never get rid of?
2: Ooh, um, paper I know is obvious, but that's big to me. I like to have a variety of paper in different weights, colors, sizes. Like if I could actually show you, like my closet is full of different paper and cardstock that I've collected. Um, that. Right. And like, I love catalogs and magazines like that have like a really nice feel to them. I'm not talking like, I mean, you could go to the newsstand and, and do a Vogue. That's fine. But I've always like, those are things that I've always gotten for free. Like if I've traveled or if somebody's offering a mailing, like here's a, you know, uh, a little catalog. If you want to just give me your address, I always try to sign up for that. Um, and then a certain amount of stamps, like your basic stamps, right? Um and then a lot of embellishments I got rid of. I just don't use a lot of the embellishments that we were used to, especially like big, bulky ones. You know, they don't fit in pockets well, or, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just not my taste anymore. And I don't know why I hoarded it for that long and didn't use it when <laughs> it was cool. Um, stuff like that. But like, I like flat stickers now more than I did like the bigger stickers and like patches. Um, but i think those would are the main things that i'm into right now or that i keep so. i
0: always relate my my like what like the materials and the aesthetic that i crave now like i feel like my my clothing style has been mm-hmm. relatively the same but when mm-hmm. i look back at old like you know how our parents look back at like their 80s photos and they're like whoa like i feel like my like 2000 scrapbooks are my version of that like right my i don't feel like my style that i wear is any different i won't look at myself and think that about clothes but i'll think that about projects Uh (laughs) like what you said like puffy chunky uh wood veneer all the time right (laughs) the stuff
2: that would work on like Twelve by twelve layouts or the eight by twelve layouts because you wanted that dimension and I think that it photographed really well for like the companies and for your blog or whatever like you could get those really cool photos and you can style it but when we work in pocket scrapbooking which I think the majority of us do it that doesn't work anymore like we want the flat but also like you can create dimension with flat items yeah so um, yeah that's definitely changed a lot of that stuff is like kind of coming off of my layouts too that I used back in the day like you'd layer on all those embellishments and the wood veneer and everything and now I look back at it and they're all like kind of falling yeah (laughs) at the
1: bottom of the pocket page of the the page protectors (laughs) yeah
2: so I'm like why did I even but I think that was the thing I think we wanted it to be really like pretty and and photographable and and I think that was the big thing there so
1: I think you're absolutely right that the dimension off the page on the 12 by 12 layouts Mm -hmm. and like the clusters of embellishments and like having that pop like literally pop right that was huge and it was it was a whole styling of an entire photograph Mm -hmm. on a piece of paper right telling a story right and now we're doing something that's different right and three-dimensional embellishments. And for those of us who have been scrapbooking for a long time, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of scrapbooks. And when you don't, when you use bulky embellishments, you have a lot less room for your pages. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just, it's not like a criticism, it's just truth. And if you have a ton of space, you know, then you have a ton of space. But if you don't have a ton of space, then...
0: You want to fit five albums on that shelf, not three.
1: Right. <laughs> right. And you want sort of... to fit
2: 50 layouts in your album, not 25. Right. Right. Well, I think, too, it's like, did was that one piece of wood veneer going to make that whole story? Like, is <laughs> my son going to look back at that scrapbook and notice, like, the little piece of wood veneer? No, he's going to look at the story or the journaling and the photo. Right. So... Yeah, you know. not just saying that that wasn't nonsense. I, it was fun to work with all those things. It was yes. a fun time to do all that. But Absolutely. now it's, it's I I don't know why I kept all that stuff. I'm trying to like donate it to people to see, and, and people are like, "What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> right? What do we do with this? Yeah, how do what we
1: attach this? the wood veneer to <laughs> what did the you pages? Do with this? Yeah. <laughs> why do you have it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, what it's exactly funny.
1: is this? Yeah. yeah,
2: like I thought this like I was gonna donate it to a school, or and I thought, oh, the kids would like to play with it. Honestly, they're like, I don't know what to do with this. So I
1: don't, I don't know what this is.
2: Yeah, and I see so so much of that stuff when I'm thrifting. Like people just they don't they're getting rid of it,
1: <laughs> and I think that's I, I think that's cool. Like it's definitely okay, and I think that's good because. One of the things that I'm constantly talking about now is decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. And when we have too much stuff in front of us, then there's way too many things to decide between. Totally. And if we only have things that we like in front of us, then we're only going to be making good decisions. It's like only having healthy food in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> if you only have stickers that you love then you're only going to make like scrapbook pages that you love. You don't have to right. choose between oh, I think like that like gilt wood veneer. Oh, yeah. I've had that for a while. Gonna need to find a way to use it.
2: Yeah. I still have my wood veneer. I have a hard time letting go of some of that stuff because I don't know. Maybe I will use it. Right?
1: Yeah. You know, maybe one day I'll get out a little paintbrush and want to paint You know, or mists. Maybe Mm -hmm. I want to mist something one day. I'm so bad. Like I, the thing is, is that like I am (laughs) bad at misting. Like I'm just bad at it. Like the skill, (laughs) I just don't
2: have it. Are you talking about like those the spray mists? Yeah. That uh, yeah. I still have a box of those too, and like in every color. I I don't know. (laughs) Like. (laughs) i And I tried, like Kristen. It's literally just point and shoot.
1: Oh yeah, but <laughs> I, she like, never has the right distance from the page. Maybe no, that. I hard. know
2: <laughs> it's it is fickle. Yeah, no, I, I get
1: it. Like, like Amanda, Amanda's not good at hand lettering, right. and oh. she's tried a lot. A lot. I'm bad at missing. <laughs> I feel like okay. when I want it to spray nice, it comes out in like one giant squirt. And whenever it comes out in one, I want it to squirt. You no, know, you know what I'm good at. I'm good at using it as as drops. I can drop it on right. the page, but like also, why do I need things <laughs> that I can just make liquid drops of something on the page? Like... Right, like watercolors. Right, you could just use that rather. Than... Exactly. Right. And I love watercolors, but like right. so, I don't need like concentrate. What I need is more room in my house. I would rather have that free space in my house than like a box of mists. No,
2: I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because also now I
1: have no idea where that box of mists is, so it's clearly (laughs) under something somewhere that obviously needs to get, like, cleaned out. Right. So. (laughs) Wood veneer and mists. Those are the things.
2: uh, And those little mistable, like, thickers. Do you remember those embellishments and thickers that were, like, mistable?
0: (laughs) They were white, and you get to color them up. Yeah, the canvas tops. Yeah. They had stencils for misting,
2: too. Yeah, everything. I I still still have stencils too. Mm. (laughs) Stencils I I have. The stencils
1: I have because they go in a small envelope or it's a small zip top bag and they don't take up that much space. No, it's flat, so yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I can put them all together and (laughs) those those I will at some point pull out and they're pretty. And I can put that on like a four by six paper or something, right. And make a background, and like that, I will use
2: right. And I those are the things that I would keep too. Anything that you could sort of add that's like a flat layer mm-hmm. that gives the dimension, right? So yeah. And I'm a, I and I love
1: watercolors.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Watercolors just make me happy, and yeah. so things that are like watercolor adjacent. Mm-hmm. That I feel like, oh, okay, maybe I can add to watercolors. And I thought like, oh, okay, maybe mists would be cool, but also mm-hmm. I suck at them. I'm just so bad at them. So okay, I was like, no, not that.
0: But like that, even all this talk of like all this old school scrapbooking stuff, I feel like then you know you come on the scene with Studio Calico, kind of just designing as the start of that like new wave like taking things away not adding things on and like a more simple just like modern fresh look I feel so then like okay so you worked for Studio Calico for a while but then broke away from them but did like side work from them but also collabed with other people
2: right I think when I started with Studio Calico it was a casual thing but then they were like well let's turn this into a full-time gig Mm. I think because yeah I I wasn't working full-time the photography thing didn't work out so that was actually nice to have income
0: right. from that,
2: um, you know, because I could be at home with my son and and you know just not have the freedom. It was nice because the schedule was flexible, but it was a lot of stress. Just because it's like if I create something and then somebody doesn't like it, it's like oh, ah. right. Uh, um, no, that was it. Was nice. It was full time for them, and then and it was good income but I definitely was looking for more freedom to create my own thing and to sort of build Life Love Paper, to do my own shop. So yeah, I did leave Studio Calico to sort of pursue that. And then I think Kelly Perky, we had talked about um, designing for her shop for a while and then I kind of took on that position there, but that wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't like a contract. It wasn't something like I was locked into only designing Mm -hmm. for her. So I still had freedom to do what I wanted to do which if you you ask me now I still don't I couldn't give you an answer 100% this is what I want to do it's like I have so many things I want to dabble in and I and this is actually a good time for me to sort of like hone in into what I want to do Um, but yeah that working with Studio Calico and like being there being a graphic designer for them I learned so much about my skill set and about the business Mm -hmm. side of things like how to turn in design work what they needed specs all that stuff that I had no idea anything about that like I didn't go to school for that even now I don't like saying that I'm a graphic designer because I'm truly not a graphic designer (laughs) I don't know any about about any of that stuff I only know like they'll send it to me in an email and I'll write it down but as far as the knowledge go I don't I don't know I can sit here and draw and send an artwork but the graphic design part I just feel sometimes like that's not really my title but that's just how they titled it that's so it interesting
0: because you do do that work
2: that, and, and Jamaica <laughs> actually said that to me too. She's like, you are a graphic designer. But when I actually see graphic designers like on Instagram or Pinterest, I'm like, whoa, they're doing stuff that is way beyond what I, you know, like they're probably looking at me like, really? This girl is saying she's a graphic designer doing stuff for a scrapbooking company. So I think that's just where I have, I'm comparing myself to like somebody who's, you know, been to college for that and working for big firms and, sure. and stuff like that. So where I don't even know what we were talking. Did I just throw totally <laughs> the off into something? <laughs> it was this is, no this is a perfect conversation that's okay. perfect
0: now, yeah just because i was saying because um, you like you did a lot of collabs with people and so right. you were saying like you just wanted the freedom to do stuff which you ended up having and opened your shop and then because you knew the business is what you got off you said you were talking about it's right. the business of graphic design because you didn't feel you right. necessarily had that
2: right right so and then was... you go ahead. Sorry. Oh no! I was just saying that was just a really great learning experience. I think that's where those few years of working with Studio Calico as a graphic designer, really totally amped up my love for what this was. And but I think after that and going with Kelly, I still just am not. I guess I want more. I don't want to just be a scrapbook, um, des- like right. graphic designer. I don't want to just do scrapbook designs. I always wanted to pull in other things that I love, and sort of mix it all together. But I think it's hard to mix it all together so yeah
1: it is really hard to mix it all together and it's hard to own your own business and it's hard to figure out what you want like even one step ahead of yourself let alone like more than one step ahead of yourself
2: right it's hard to
1: work from home
2: yeah it is (laughs) it is it's it's hard to i and it's very hard for me because I think that was one thing I was gonna talk about. It was, I have, especially now having so much time, it's hard to focus and get like set a schedule. Mm -hmm. Whereas before when I had a schedule with my son getting into school and then I would go to school part-time to work, I had maybe two hours of being creative and working in my office. I could get things done in that two hours. Now when I have all this time, I'm just all over the place. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot get anything done.
0: And that's interesting because you said just before like and this is the time that you should ho- like you said that phrase like this is the time so it's almost like we're feeling like we're home and with mm-hmm. not much else to do but it it right. almost makes it like you're saying that much harder
2: <laughs> it is i think too just the mood and the feeling and constantly like I'll, I'll sit there and scroll and watch or look at the news and i'm like oh great What's another thing to worry about and then that right. doesn't motivate me To be in my office to make art, even though I probably should, I'm going to go sit on the couch and, like, go watch some mindless TV because I'm, like, not in that mindset.
1: Well, I think that that's another thing is, you know, we're home dealing with collective trauma, not really just, like, home working right? because we have, you know, work at home days. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a weird thing that everyone's having to get used to together at the same time and there's zero roadmaps for how to do it correctly and there's not like there's no there is no correct Mm -hmm. and so trying to figure out how you're supposed to work at home while everyone else is also at home Mm -hmm. while you're supposed to be work be a, be a worker and yeah. be a mom and be a wife and, and a be teacher productive. right and like <laughs> God. you are wearing yeah. all of the hats and so right. like sometimes it's easier to just sit on the couch and take off all of the hats mm-hmm. and it's not like we can just go to sleep get our regular eight hours of sleep, and then be rested. Because I don't know if anyone is just sleeping regular eight-hour sleeps right now. No. So, yeah. you know, mindless TV it is. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and and that's cool. Like, that's just, it, you know, we aren't... It's not like we're in peak performance mode.
2: So... I think, yeah, I think that's, um, I think we just all need to be a little easier on ourselves too. I think I posted something like that not too long ago about losing my s at my son and it was, people were, I got an overwhelming response as like, just take it easy. Like, don't beat yourself up. And I, and the same thing, it's like, if I'm going to sit and watch TV for a little bit before, before all this, I would be like, no, that's wasting my time. I need to be doing art or working on my business. Now it's like, you know what? It's okay it's Mm -hmm. we're it's okay just to sit and just the only thing and then we're gonna jump into resilience the only thing about that is that i wouldn't spend a full day sitting on the couch like that's just too much i'm indulging too much in that my sorrow and my worry and my anxiety and i'm not gonna let that take over so i'm going to eventually get off the couch you know and maybe go take a shower make another cup of coffee come in here and, and do something so
1: right exactly and knowing what your limits of mm-hmm. like knowing what rest is right and then knowing when you're going from rest to i, I, don't, I don't know procrastination is not the right word because it's more than procrastination avoidance
2: yeah i that's a avoidance is a good one I definitely yeah. avoid, so yeah. Because be aware, I think be we do. Yeah, because
1: because mm-hmm. there's one thing of like sometimes. Sometimes we need a good four hours of like the it's the it's the the Netflix of oh are you still watching the show? <laughs> right. Sometimes you need to say yes, I am still watching yeah, the right, show. Yeah, right, right. And sometimes it's like no, no. Now I need to get up. Yeah, I need another glass of water. It's right. probably time for some food. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like it's the oh, did I eat yet? We've Um,
0: talked about so much in the past. We haven't mentioned it on the podcast recently, but is this adding to my life or subtracting? And I feel like sometimes the mindless watching is adding. And then once it starts subtracting from your life, then that's when you make the change. And we Mm -hmm. always say, like, it's in an instant sometimes. I need it now. Don't need it now. Like, right. Right.
1: We used to say that all the time. (laughs) And I I think that's so true. Because, like, you know, sometimes it is great to just sit on the couch and you know, let everything else not be a part of your life anymore. Right. But then also, like, sometimes you just need to face reality. Like, yeah. you right. can't you No. know, the, the world goes on. The sun comes up. Right. The sun goes down. You need to, like, have enough toilet paper in your house. Right. No Which, doubt. <laughs> but sometimes you don't need to think about that because a lot of that is out of your control. Yeah. I definitely Until look it's at not. It.
2: Right. It's like people can sit and meditate, which I have tried. And I I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they master it. (laughs) I've tried apps. I've tried, you know, like different techniques. I think yoga in the morning time helps, but I still can't like sit and meditate and breathe. So, and I know people are going to be like, this girl is stupid, but like watching YouTube, watching like someone clean their house, that is a way for me to like sort of get out of my head for you know, 30 minutes right. rather than just sitting and breathing in silence. Cause I, I can't do it. I've tried. Okay. It does not work for me. So that is like sort of my form of meditation and getting out of my head.
1: I completely understand that. Yeah. That's why I like doing my, my daily art pages because like right. touching my notebook for like five minutes, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Paper, paper, like, touching paper means that right now there is not a problem in my life. Right. Right. And I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, that's good. And, yeah, silent meditation for me doesn't work that much because I'm a racing thoughts person. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that if I really gave it everything and I wanted to be a person who could meditate, then I could throw everything into my life and make that happen. But, like, right. we're in a pandemic right now and there's so many other things that I could be focusing my life on. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do that instead. Right. Kristen, you were talking about like your morning pages and they're like these little
0: notebooks and like that Zen thing. Tina, you do zines, which are my one of my favorite things uh, that you do and you've been done and you've done recently. I got your Christmas zine for my December daily. And I saw (laughs) in your most recent um, post that you're going to be putting it on YouTube, like how to make a zine. Yeah, like.
2: Um, the YouTube thing is something that I've been, like, it's been in the back of my mind for a long time, but I think, and I think, I was talking to Kelly about that, it's the whole editing that yeah. is really, yes. oh, I mean, I, I remember editing videos for the classes I would do for, like, Studio Calico, and I think, did I do one for Big Picture? I don't, can't remember if I did it for them, but I know Studio Calico, I remember dreading the editing part of it, but... Since this all happened, the pandemic and staying at home, I've sort of shifted that from the back of my list to the right. forefront of my list because I have the time. I can mm-hmm. do it. I know I can do it. I have the tools. I have the time. So doing that is something that I definitely want to push more. I've always wanted to do tutorials, and I like doing like little blips of it on Instagram, but I, I think now's the time for me to take that to the next step and actually film it and have some, like I'm trying to have a better attitude about editing. Like I've seen (laughs) YouTube videos, I'm like studying YouTube videos and they seem like they have fun with editing and putting in little graphics and stuff. So I think I want to try to take what I know as far as drawing and illustrating and sort of merge the two together and just look at it more positively and have fun with it rather than, oh my God, I have to edit this video. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So the zine thing, um, a lot of people are asking me about them. They're super easy. Like I'm right now, I'm doing like the one-page zine, and mm-hmm. like there's a million tutorials on it right now. Especially with Instagram, everybody's doing it. What I love about it so much is that it's literally like a sheet of paper. Like I did this one. Remember I was telling you I have like a collection of paper. This is like straight up like oh, letter paper, I love like it. computer paper, and you just fold it. And like this one is just for like a day. Right now, I'm just trying to, like, document certain, like, little details of my day during, like, being at home. It seems, like, boring. But after I look at my photos, I'm like, this isn't too bad. Like, there are beautiful moments in here, and I want to sort of capture that. Am I going to put that in an album in pockets? Probably not. But this is, like, the perfect way to do it for me.
0: Well, that was kind of my next question. Like, what role does the zine play? Like, there's oh, so many different ways you can remember keeping stuff. Right. Like, how do you feel the zine
2: does for it. me, it's something different because I've always wanted to do something. I, I'm happy with my 6 by 8 albums and the little, I, I don't with 3 by 8, three by eight albums I have. Smaller. Yeah. I just, I'm a little bored with yeah. this. I still like it because I like, you know, just pulling in 3 by four pockets and pictures and everything. But it takes longer for me to do that. This, I can literally take a sheet of paper and some stamps and I've been printing on... Like a little, oh, this here, which I'm not saying everybody needs to go buy, but it works for me because my other printer isn't working and ink's expensive and I can't just go to the store and get ink. I used What's to that one go-
0: called? I'll link to it in your show notes. It's
2: the HB Sprocket. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not 100% sold on it, but it's working for me right sure. now. Like it has glitches, but, um, and it fits perfectly in these little, it's like, like I said, a sheet of paper. It took me an hour to do. I was able to like just sit and make a project and forget about things for a little bit and it works for me and I'm also going to show like these can fit in a three by four pocket too Mm -hmm. so like I shift I put one day and then I put it in a pocket in a spread so it works for me because I'm using the stamps that I have it's literally a sheet of paper and it takes no time to put it together so that's why it that sort of way of scrapbooking is working for me right now
0: It reminds me a lot of your daily pages. I love them.
2: (laughs) I think they're amazing.
1: Thank you. There's so many things that you can do with them. They're infinitely reusable. Right. They have such a tie-in to alt culture, and they're so accessible. I've been talking lately about how scrapbooking as a hobby – is not ultra accessible Mm -hmm. the supplies the album by the time you buy an album by the time you buy page protectors by the time you buy paper Mm -hmm. and print your photos you've spent a good amount of money yeah i think even doing it simply you spend a good amount of money if you print out a
2: zine it's like less than a dollar oh Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's literally a sheet of paper and using what you have on hand. I think I'm a big advocate for that, for recycling what you have. That's why I love using like old magazines or not even old magazines, but any kind of catalog or mail out. I like reusing that paper. I've I've always done that. Even when I was screen printing back in the day, I would screen print on those papers and it would make for the coolest little pattern piece of pattern paper. I would cut it up into three by four squares and use that as pattern paper rather than And I'm not saying that it's bad to purchase pattern paper, but maybe use what you have on hand and the billions of product that you already have to create something.
1: (laughs) Right, especially now when you don't have to. Right. And, like, it's, it's cool to be able to create things from other things also. Right. Like, that's where some really cool creativity can be found. Like, if you have patterned paper that you don't necessarily, that you're not necessarily in love with anymore, stamp over it. You know, get big block Mm -hmm. stamps and do some kind of cool graphic pattern over it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't have to stamp necessarily with ink. You know, get black paint out and do something cool with it. Right. There are so many ways and techniques that you can do now mm-hmm. that are interesting and make things, you know, yours, right? And I love what you're saying about the catalogs because I am also a person who just like is like, "Oh, you're going to give me an interesting catalog." I will absolutely give you my uh address. I got a re- oh, yeah. I got a great one from a an Italian olive oil and winery Mm -hmm. And it was just, it's just pictures of olive oil, yes, olive oil trees, pictures of olive trees, pictures of grape vines, and just, you know, the Italian countryside. Yeah. And
2: the paper is, it's amazing paper. (laughs) Right. I think that's the thing. If it feels really good, I mean, it doesn't, uh, even the images sound great. Like, you could totally tear a page and make a zine with it or cut out the pictures or do whatever think um it was a class I took that I one of the prompts was like oh it was a travel one anytime you're traveling and you're going shopping so many of these shops have like free little pieces of paper on their counter I always will grab whatever's free or I'll at least ask like hey is this free can I take it yeah I probably have more of that than I do bought things when I come back from places yes it's like free paper (laughs)
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's why you always have to go into, is there a letterpress shop in this town? Mm -hmm. Yes, there is. So you have to go and like, they'll always have the, they have the best business cards. Sometimes they'll even have like a letterpress calendar of events. And -hmm. even if they're not like letterpress, their printouts are always like on point. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I've been to the stationery show a few times, and that's a treasure trove of
1: just
2: like
0: free business oh cards. God. Yes, yes. I still, I still have, have my Ziploc bag of business cards. I don't know what I'm gonna do them, but
2: oh, scrapbook them, scrapbook yeah, make them. a mini right. them. or cut or cut them up or something. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I can't imagine. I've seen pictures of like that on Instagram. I'm like, ah, oh, looks so amazing.
0: <laughs> it's a treasure trove.
1: Yeah, and there's just, I mean, even just the nonsense you get in the mail. You know, screen print your credit card nonsense that they send you.
2: Oh, well, that is true. I never thought about bills. Oh, you mean you mean like credit card like like uh,
1: applications? Yeah, let's just
2: go straighten them. Like,
1: <laughs> I've been getting the same credit card application every single week for the last like fifteen weeks, and yeah. they keep sending the fake credit card things, and I keep mm-hmm. collecting them because it's the best thing for like pushing paint. Right. I'm like. Yeah, you guys don't even know. But there's like, just also really great things that you have that you probably just don't even know that you could use. Yeah. Yeah. Besides all the stuff that we have that <laughs> is actual like <laughs>
2: it's <gross> crap. <laughs> products. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is still great. I have a, a huge amount of three by four cards and travel notebook sized paper that I will never use as a travel notebook book sized paper, but I'll probably cut it up and do something with it.
1: Right.
2: And I love all those patterns. I love like the thick weight of it. And there's still a lot of possibility there. I still have a lot of that.
1: I just turned a bunch of traveler's notebook sized paper into tags last night.
2: Oh, that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I was I was really I was really excited. I was like, Oh yeah, man, I can actually cut this up and turn
2: it into other things. Did you use like a punch or something or
1: I actually created a set of tags as a PDF and then I cut out the tag and then I traced those onto the oh, patterned paper.
2: Oh
1: nice. I went like real old school. Yeah. <laughs> there's
0: something too there's something too, like as a crafty ass female, like Find like there's one thing to like love scrapbooking and love memory keeping and like go to companies and get the stuff that people love to but like there's mm-hmm. something in the hunt of finding things that yeah. only you will have. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? No, like, you're right. Yeah, there's something to that.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I I totally get it, and it's not like I don't want to see what I've done everywhere else but it is that nice like personalization yeah because it's, it's your scrapbook you're ultimately putting this in you want that little piece of yourself in it
1: yeah i think that's that's one of the really cool things about having you know about it being scrapbooking
2: mm-hmm.
1: is that you know these are little bits of your life
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know you went to go see that movie or you went to go see that concert mm-hmm. And sure, maybe you're going to use patterned paper that is movie theater. I don't know what that I was going with there. Mm -hmm. I I have like horrid Michael's popcorn patterned paper in my head now. (laughs) Um, I know. You own
2: that. I feel like it's (laughs) just
1: like the most ugly patterned paper in my head is just like a photo of like somebody looking down on on a popcorn machine um (laughs) like your scrapbook is supposed to be you know documenting your life and it shouldn't look like a photocopy of anyone else's right and so it's really cool when you you know stamp all over something Mm -hmm. or put your own version of something on something else right and I think that's that's just one of the coolest things that we have about this hobby. Totally. Want to resilience question? Thank you do. Let me get my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, in season 6 of the podcast, our theme is resilience. Mm -hmm. We've been asking everyone, and this was not even our plan, was to have resilience as a theme for our pandemic season, but Mm -hmm. nonetheless, it happened. We would love to know how resilience has come up for you, either right now or some other time in your life.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I'm an Aries, so resilience is definitely up there for my personality and who I am. I can probably tell you a million different personal stories about it, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, just like I talked about, like one thing is I definitely struggle with seasonal depression and, you know, living in Alaska and living in the dark and cold. I think it's just the big, big thing for me is just to not give into it. Like if I am going to go sit in bed, out and watch TV, it's not for very long. I have to, I have that voice in my head where it's like, okay, Tina enough. Get your ass up and go do something um when we when you asked me about resilience that was the main thing is like especially the last couple of years i'm getting older and i'm starting to transition into a certain season of life and i'm definitely feeling it mentally um so just not giving in to what that voice in my head that's like you know what just sit and don't do anything your art is trash nobody gives a sh- shit about it um let's just forget it all and because there was a lot of times i just want to do that i just want to delete my instagram account and i just don't want anything to do with scrapbooking or art or anything but then there's another voice in my head that's like you know what no i'm not I'm not going to give into that i'm not going to let that voice in my head win that's usually how i look at it when something is negative or something is somebody tells me no or that's not going to happen i it's always a challenge to me. It's like, okay, well, how do I change that into a yes? How do I adapt? How do I kind of work around the problem? So that's how resilience plays a role for me.
1: That's an amazing answer.
2: Yeah. I love
1: that
0: answer. I feel like, like a lot of that weightiness and thoughtfulness is in your work. I don't know, Mm -hmm. I just, like, I go back to that, what I said in the beginning, like, that quiet wisdom, like, all that you said, I, and it comes from, like, it's kind of surrounded, uh, it's kind of, the theme of it is, is about, like, your art, and your presence, Mm -hmm. and, like, what you make, kind of, but, like, I love it so much, like, everybody loves it so much, like, to hear, to hear you say it, it's so interesting, and, like, that, that's been, a big thing on the podcast too like we have these amazing artists on here Mm -hmm. that we've been following and been admiring for years and they all have that same kind of undertone of like i don't know what why this is working you know but it's it's working and we're so happy so you're in aries what's your birthday it's coming up
2: no it just passed march 28th happy birthday thank you yeah (laughs) that's okay yeah (laughs) but great answer yeah thank you that's
0: a good answer thanks
1: for sharing And I think that no matter how successful you become, you are always going to have those voices because, I mean, we, like Amanda said, we've literally had women on the show that are, you know, hugely successful that I've looked at. Right, like, undeniably, you know, capital A Mm -hmm. artists that have said The exact same thing. Sometimes I just want to throw it all away because I don't know Mm -hmm. if my art is good. Right. And it's like, what? (laughs) Right. I mean, like, clearly your art is good. Like, there are literally hundreds of thousands of people that are telling you your art is good. Like, there are, like, thousands of paying customers, like, tens of thousands of paying customers. Like, that, and so, that having having that that like actual battle Mm -hmm. of like yes that voice exists i know that voice exists i'm not going to try to suppress it right but i am going to try to say okay i've had enough of you Mm -hmm. now i'm going to try to do this now thank you right and and, like that's realistic Mm -hmm. and and dealing with things like realistically is so much more, I don't want to say realistic again, but it's a much more level-headed approach. Right. And I think, like, as we get older, those level-headed approaches serve us so much more greatly. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for me, I found when I don't take level-headed approaches... I tend to, in cases of, like, when I stand at my desk and say, Kristen, you're never going to scrapbook again. You're the worst scrapbooker in the entire world. And you're never going to make a page again. And it is, like, the middle of January. And Mm -hmm. it gets dark out at 4 o'clock here. I'm sure it gets dark out at I don't even know what time for you. (laughs) Those voices are so hard to get rid of. And, like, they are exist and it's so like the resiliency needs to be like if you think of if you think of it as elasticity like that elastic band needs to be so strong man it needs to be like otherwise it's just gonna snap
2: right i mean not all creatives we all are resilient in our own own way i mean we it has to go hand in hand right creativity and resilience I mean, we're probably our own worst critic, and then we put it out there into the world on Instagram or whatever. And maybe we don't get as many likes as we thought it would get, and not as big a response. But it and that kind of crushes you a little bit too. But I think it's just about saying, you know what, who cares? I liked yeah. it, I'm gonna make more of it, and I'm gonna move on. So, yeah, great answer. Totally. <laughs> I'm trying.
0: All right. We're going to conclude this episode with our Currently Round that comes from Kristen's Currently card that people can get at com slash currently. And we just mm-hmm. read through it on the podcast and we hear your answers. Are you ready, Tina? Wait. Am I?
2: <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. All, All right.
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are you currently
1: watching?
2: Um, High Fidelity on Hulu.
1: Ooh, is it good?
2: I like it so far. Yeah, I like it. And then lots of um, YouTube.
0: <laughs> nice. That's an acceptable answer. What are you currently reading? Uh,
2: you know what? I that's what I was trying to find. Kelly sent me a book for my birthday, um, and it's brand new. I don't know the title. Can I look it up real quick?
0: Yeah, of course. Oh, or wait, can I actually
2: go grab it? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> She's the best.
2: On my nightstand, it's this one here, Untamed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't started yet because I haven't. I've been giving into a lot of TV time. But yeah, that it's by my nightstand. So yeah, that's going to be what I'm reading.
1: Nice. I need to get my hands on it. Everyone says it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. I like the title.
2: I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'll just do that. What are you currently listening to?
2: Um, I'm a lot of uh, focus flow um, sound or playlist on um, Spotify. Mm. I like to kind of keep that in the background. And then I'm still a big fan of Maggie Rogers. So a lot of that.
0: Nice. What are you currently making?
2: Um, zines, lots of nice. zines. And lots of chocolate chip cookies.
1: Ooh. <laughs> what a great pair. Zines and uh, chocolate chip cookies. You go for some a lot of... zines and chocolate chip cookies.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of carbs going on in our house right now. <laughs> there has Same. to be yeah (laughs) same
0: we had tortellini bolognese last night oh way too much of it I I and now it's like gone
2: bread and pasta all that just sounds so good
0: (laughs) oh my goodness good answer carbs and chocolate chip cookies okay what
2: are you currently feeling feeling oh gosh Uh, a lot of highs and lows mixed in with like anxiety fear not knowing so yeah
1: everything that's basically been the, been the answer. yeah
2: everybody's feelings <laughs> <Yep>. right
1: <laughs> absolutely
2: 100 <laughs> yeah
0: what are you currently planning
2: um youtube videos nice. um yeah just trying to like kind of focus in on planning and figure out what i want to do coming up with like a like a schedule for that so
0: and lastly what are you currently loving
2: Oh, um, last night, my husband got home from work. And it was like after dinner, and we were watching TV. And I look over and he's holding my son. And they're just I don't know that I think that just moment of us just being together kind of made me forget about things for a little bit. So
0: I love that great answer. I've been saying lately, when it's me and my boyfriend, the two cats on the couch, like I think Mm -hmm. of like life a pie. I'm just like, it feels like we're on a boat. Just like in the middle of the ocean, and this is oh. our like boat. Like that reminded me of yeah. what you just said. It's like the little life raft right. in the middle of the rocky living room waters.
2: Oh yeah, I totally. totally
0: identified with that. Answer. <laughs> you are a dream come true guest oh, for me. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Even though I don't really feel like that. No,
1: that's okay. <laughs> this has been wonderful. You were. No, it I'm really sure has it. been.
2: Well, thanks Um, for inviting me, guys.
1: Anytime. We are going to head over to After Chatter. You guys can catch us on patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. There are over 100 videos. There are over 100 bonus podcast episodes. Come support the show. $5 a month. It helps us run the show and make this amazing thing happen. We will be back next week. And I hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful week. And come join us at the community, theawesomeladiesproject.com slash female. Come chat with us. Come tell us all the amazing things. And we love you. Catch you next week. Bye, guys.